Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Wow, you haven't done that in the wrong way. I ain't done it in days. Ten, I don't know how long it's been. It's Jesus. been a while. Good morning, Charlemagne. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Good morning. What's happening? Yes. How it's you feeling, Monday. man? I'm good. Where you been? Where was I? Last week I was in uh, Cannes Lions, you know, uh, in Can- in Cannes, France. I don't know. Cannes, Cannes, Cannes Lions. Uh, that was mm-hmm. a, that was a work trip though. I was there representing uh, the Black Effect and, and iHeart Media. And then, um, man, you know what's so crazy? A lot of stuff that I uh, had lined up just happened to fall on this on this week mm-hmm. because uh, my wife is a huge Jill Scott fan, mm-hmm. and you know Jill Scott performed uh, her first album, "Who Is Jill Scott," at the Hollywood Bowl last Thursday. Yeah, out in L.A., right? So we flew from France <laughs> to L.A. Mm-hmm. so she could go see the concert. And then this weekend, 
was the grand opening of the International African American Museum in Charleston, South Carolina. And, you know, uh, I, I, that's home for me, but I also sit on the board of the International African American Museum. And that was supposed to be in February, but that got pushed to June, which is which was last weekend. So all of that fell on the same weekend. So I was in France, California, and then uh, Charleston, South Carolina for the grand opening of the International African American Museum. And now I'm back here. Now you're back home. Yes. All right. Well, I was home in South Carolina, but I'm back at my new home here in New York, New Jersey. There you go. Yes. Well, I'm out at uh, in L.A. for the BET Awards, the BET Awards last night. I was uh, doing the red carpet pre and pros. Got a chance to uh, chop it up with a bunch of people from uh, Boosie Badass, who's out of jail. I saw that. Uh, chopped it up with... Who did I chop it up Why with? Why your background look like that? Why you look like you in a blurry? Why? You background. look like you're in a Pornhub video, bro. That's you really that's what they told do. Me. They told me to blur the background. Don't that look I don't like know. a Pornhub video? You look crazy. And then you it's just a, watch it too much and, porn. And then all you see is like the mic is blurred, so it looks like this big black thing is in your face Whoa. that they don't want us to see. And you're it's right jealous. by your mouth. That looks crazy. <laughs> you're jealous. That looks crazy. You're jealous. But uh, who else did I talk to at the BET Awards? Of course, I spoke to Master P. I spoke to Lola Brooks. I spoke to um, so many different people last night. We'll give you some updates. Did I, you see the BET Awards last I, night? I did. I enjoyed the BET Awards because uh, I enjoyed the bridging of the gap between the, uh, the OGs and the new school. But mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of people knew that the 50th anniversary of hip-hop was coming, but they didn't prepare for it. Because I, like, I feel like a lot of these... I, I haven't seen like a... A, a, a fantastic phenomenal 50th anniversary celebration yet and I feel like people had more than enough time uh, to put one put one together because see the thing about hip hop yeah. is you can take all of those classic artists and some of these new artists and put them on stage and it'll always be good it'll damn near be great but I'm talking about I haven't seen like that 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 legendary that legendary thing yet like they didn't even have a host yeah well they didn't have a host Kid Capri was pretty much the host Kid Capri was the host yes salute to Kid Capri and I think so many artists are on the road. And remember, BET changed this a million and one times. At one time, they weren't going to have it. Then they were going to have it. Then they were going to do it in Bahamas. Then they decided not to do it. And then they decided to do it in L.A. That all lets me know that nobody was prepared. Because if it's the nah. 50th anniversary of hip-hop, it should have been in New York, Atlanta. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Or, one, or L.A., one of those cities that has been a staple in hip-hop culture you know, for a long time. I mean, it wasn't L.A. though. You know what I mean? It wasn't but, L.A. But I, but I feel like it could have been, in, it could have planned it out a little bit better. Like a New York the- or... A, yeah, Atlanta, but then they also maybe. had the strike too. Remember the strike was what was that got to do with so, music? Well, you know they had writers. They didn't have a host, and I think maybe they will, will do better for the uh, the hip hop awards. Maybe, maybe we'll see. And I ain't seen no commercials for the Breakfast Club at all throughout the whole show. But that's a you know a behind the scenes gripe. Let me shut up. I, I didn't see that either. Yes. But all right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Of course, we got front page news popping off. Tesla and Figaro will be joining us. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club on BET. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Mm-hmm. Now, do I still look like I'm in a pornhub? I can't see you at all now. All I see is Tess. What up, Tess? Right. What up, Charlemagne the Guy, DJ NV? No, it does not look pornhub ish. All right, anymore. thank you. Well, let's jump right into it. Let's talk about this woman teen charged in deadly shooting outside West Pullman Restaurant. Now, what happened in this case? Yeah, 35-year-old Carlicia Hood and her 14-year-old son are facing murder charges in the fatal shooting of 32-year-old Jeremy Brown in the West Pullman neighborhood. And that neighborhood is located in the far south side of Chicago. Uh, prosecutors say that Hood was in line getting food while her son waited inside their car. Uh, both Hood and Brown were in line and they started to argue. A lot of you guys may have seen this on social media because of a big topic of discussion. 
over the weekend, um, Hood started texting and pointing to her son while a witness was laughing and encouraging Brown. Uh, the son arrived at the doorway as the argument turned into a fight with Brown punching Hood in the head three times. That's when the teen pulled out a firearm and shot the victim in the back. Uh, let's listen to the quick exchange between the two, and then I want to give you guys some more information, and then we'll discuss. Get your food! Who? Get in the car! What were they charged with, Tess? So, um, so before I get to that, let me just give you a couple other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brown fled the restaurant, and the prosecutors are saying that the mom instructed him to continue shooting at Brown to kill him. Now, he was shot twice in the back. He later died from his injuries. But I also want to point out that the family is saying that she did not instruct him to shoot Brown to further, you know, continue shooting him as he ran away. Um, so as the story stands, it is still developing. Um, also want to point out that neither Hood or her son had a previous record. Hood did have a license to carry a firearm and thanks for asking what they were charged with um they're both charged with first degree murder uh again she did have a, a valid license and during the bond hearing because uh, i want to give everybody as much information as you can so you can argue with it in the comments uh cook county judge barbara dawkins noted that according to the allegations brown did punch hood but that um he was killed as he was trying to escape the restaurant so remember he shot once in the restaurant then when he ran out he was shot again now the judge said that the threat was over at that point um and that things may turn out differently you know at at the trial but at this point it is first degree murder because he was no longer a threat and i also want to point out that judge dawkins is a black woman um why am i bringing up race well the reason i'm bringing up race is because there's a lot of commentary that's saying you know police officers are not held to that same standard uh when they kill black people who are running away and the threat is over as well so just wanted to give you you know all of that information well, what do you guys I, think? I don't, understand, well, what, I don't understand why he was charged. Well, well, I, I really don't understand why he was charged. Well, I mean, I, 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 I kind of do. I do wonder what the legal definition of self-defense is according to Illinois law because, you know, even growing up in a place like South Carolina, where I, I believe it is staying your ground. They always told us, like, if somebody came in your house, you could defend your house, but if they was running away, you couldn't shoot them in yeah, the back. You, I've always heard that. Shoot, yeah, yeah, they always say well, that, let, but my let, whole thing is it's a 14-year-old boy. And this grown ass man punched his mother what twice? Three oh, times? we know. Listen, more, more no. morally, we know. I don't. I don't think he did anything wrong. I'm just trying to figure out the legal. Aspect okay, well of let it. let me give you that because I have that pulled up. So when we talk about the legal definition in Illinois, uh, it has to be there is intimate danger or threat to you, someone else, or your property. The threat was unlawful. You believe that a danger existed that required force, and you use force that is equal to the threat. But there's also, uh, you know, another part of the law that says you cannot claim self-defense if you are the aggressor. You cannot overreact or act unreasonably in defending yourself. So there's two levels of force: regular force, that is something that prevents someone from moving or actually normal or acting normally, and deadly force, force that causes uh, or is intended to cause serious bodily harm or death so the judge is saying that you know maybe in trial you know you might it, it things might turn out differently but because he was running away and he was murdered as he was running away uh, that was the issue i do believe if he had just shot him inside the restaurant this would be possibly looked at differently mm-hmm. but it was running away and i don't know guys if they have 
any audio of her saying, hey, go shoot him, go kill him or not. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I'm being very careful in, in how I, you know, deliver right. this story because I'm assuming because they had video of everything else. So I don't, but the family's saying she did not do that. And then they also said that uh, she had threatened one of the witnesses as well, that she was saying, you know, hey, kill the witness. But obviously that didn't happen. But again, these are all allegations as the story continues to come, you know, un continue to develop. Somebody punch your mama. What you supposed to do? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but then you're a 14-year-old yeah. boy. It's not like Word you're a grown-ass man. You might punch your mom in the face, and then they start running. You're just firing. That's right. A grown-ass man punching your mom in the face? Nah, he's a 14-year-old So do you boy. believe that she should be in jail and no. the son should not be in jail? Or what What do you guys... Because she definitely got charged with delinquency of a minor. I don't believe either one of them should be in jail, especially if the gun was uh, you know, legal. But I do understand... The aspect of the law where you know the, he was running away, but I think once he goes to trial, I think that'll he'll he'll that'll he'll beat that. Unless the mom kept saying keep shooting and kill him, if the mom kept saying keep shooting and kill him, then that's a different scenario. But now, all he did was protect his mom. Now, do you think that it, uh, that other people should have intervened? Just quick question before we close out, because that was also a discussion saying that other people should have said, "Hey, sis, you know, leave it alone," or should they have? Could that have saved the the, the this tragedy from happening? I, do believe? I always think people should intervene when they see a man beating on a woman in public. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying even if you see a man, you know, raising his voice to towards a woman in public, like you know, depending on the situation, because I don't know if they they're not a couple clearly, but if you right. see like a strange man yelling at a woman and the woman looks like she's in duress, yeah, somebody should be like. Hey man, y'all relax. Take that somewhere else, or bro, bro, take that somewhere else. I always not, think that, but not even Hey Sis, leave it alone. I mean, all she was doing, they were just having a calm. They were arguing back and forth. He was saying something, she was saying something, and I. I but he did threaten her though. He, once, he once, once, yeah, once, he couldn't, he couldn't return his words. So he was like, "If you keep talking, I'm gonna punch you." And that's when somebody should have been like, "Yo, yo, 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 yo bro, hey, chill. cool yeah. out, relax." Now, and I, I totally agree with the other side of the argument. Just telling you what people are saying in the comments was saying, you know, why should people risk their lives and get involved in something and not make it home? Because there were men that were there that literally ran. You know, away from the scene. Mm. All right. Well, that yeah. is front page news. Tez, we'll talk to you in a couple of minutes. Absolutely. All right. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800 585 1051. Tell us how your weekend was. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? What's up, Trav? Where my, where my sis, Char? Char. I'm right here, sis. I know you missed oh, me. Well, well, welcome back, Char. Yes, sir. <laughs> welcome back. Is this y'all two today? Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, the, it's just the Guzman's in the morning. That's all. Oh, just, oh, just the Guzman's in the morning? Yeah. Is this the Guzman morning show? Yes, sir. But listen, I'm calling to talk about, you know, the BET Awards. I just got to talk about one thing for okay. the BET Awards. What's that? Aunt uh, Patty. I listen. Now, listen now. I love some Aunt <laughs> Patty. But <laughs> me and Auntie Tina were both disappointed and Patty right. LaBelle last night. Okay? Bro, I understand like if you're a little older. Patty is eight, Patty almost eighty years old, bro. And Patty been out here forgetting lyrics for a long time. Patty don't Patty done forgot more songs than people have ever wrote. <laughs> Listen, she forgot the national anthem. But my whole thing is, it's Tina Turner. If you don't, if you don't know the words to the song that you that you is presenting a tri and, and doing a tribute to. Trav, that's very easy for y'all to say, but you do realize all Tina Turner peers are dead, right? Patty, like the last woman standing. Who else Jesus. gonna do it? 
One of these young girls going to do it. One of these young girls going to do it, and then y'all going to kill them. Beyonce was on tour, and you know how it is. Patty probably practiced. She probably thought she had it, and when she got on that stage, she just forgot. There was a teleprompter. And I love Patty. Teleprompter. Look, get Patty some slack. Yeah, and it's not too many. Sh- it's not too many show show women out there anymore. Tina Turner is a show woman. Patty Labelle is a show woman. Like you know, yes, you got singers out there that can sing, but Tina Turner was a hey, show we woman. Got, we we could have we got Janelle Monae for all I care. You brought her little black and white tuxedo on that camera day. Y'all, y- 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 y'all would have killed Janelle Monae if she didn't hit them vocals the way that y'all wanted her to. Y'all would have <laughs> killed Janelle Monae if she came out there. Patty was Goodbye, the only. Try. Patty was the right person to do it. And I don't have a problem with her missing lyrics because she's 80 years old. Patty hey. LaBelle forgets <laughs> lyrics. Joe Biden forgets he's president. Respect the elderly, y'all. <laughs> facts, 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 facts. Goodbye, Trav. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. 
Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. It's a new day! This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up! Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. This is Red. Red, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yes, sir. We have a breakdown in the society. That's why the young man had to defend his mom. All those fellas in there, they should have stood up for our woman. I agree. I agree, my brother. I, listen, man, I can see both sides. I can see both sides. I, I definitely think that they should have stood up. But then I could also them saying, look, man, I don't know what this dude got on him. Let me mind my business. Yeah, you know, I can see right. both <laughs> sides. I get it. But, you know, well, I'm in law enforcement, so I can understand that. But like I said, you know, that the young boy shot the shot the man twice, right? And people say, well, why'd he shoot him twice? How do we know that man wasn't running in his car to get his fire on? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Once, he punched, once he punched my mom two, three times in the face, whoever he punched my mom's, everything's off the table at that point. Hey, let me ask you my, a question, yeah. my brother. You say you were in law enforcement. Is there like, a, I know you know how they got like crimes of passion. Is there something like that cons- uh, in, in regards to family? Like you hit my mom or my grandma or my child, somebody, you know what I mean? And I flip out. Well, well, I can only speak from a personal standpoint on that. If you put your hands on my mother at 14, I'm going all out. And I really don't care about the consequences. Legally, um, he can't be really held responsible except for the fact that he shot him twice. Mm. Now, what if they found a but, firearm um, in that guy's car? You know what I mean? Because we don't know what that guy was like. Oh, he was running. He shouldn't have, sh- he shouldn't have punched my mom. It, it's a whole bunch of what ifs. But, you know, South Carolina doesn't have a uh, stand your ground like Charlemagne was telling you but I believe that incident happened in Illinois it did um, it's a size and weight thing when you go to court the man could have been 6'2 6'5 400 pounds and his mom could have been only 5'8 and 135 pounds so it's, it's going to be a whole lot of factors that play how to get charged and stuff South Carolina does have a type of stand your ground law, though. It's, it says uh, South Carolina, ha- which removes the duty to retreat before using deadly force and self defense when a person is not yeah, engaged. Yeah, that's, 
an unlawful activity. That's weak. I, I don't even I don't even know what that means. I just was always told you can't shoot nobody in the back if they no. come if they if they're in your house and you pull your gun on them and they try to flee, you can't shoot them in the back. That's what I was always told. Even if they got your jewelry, even if they stole something, you can't shoot them in the back. Tez Tez has a hand up. What up, Tez? I just wanted to tap in just to uh, answer your question. You asked about crime of passion, uh, so I looked it up. In Illinois, uh, that is, it must be a form of conduct by the victim or another person that will cause a reasonable person to become inflamed with passion and cause him to act from a moment of passion rather than reason. Wouldn't that count in this situation? Fourteen it, years it old. Could. You hit my mom. My mom. I, I think. I think once it all flushes out, I, I know people keep talking about the fourteen-year-old, but I think once it all flushes out, the fourteen-year-old would be okay. Um, this is probably going to be more on the mother uh, for delinquency of a minor. Um, I don't know if she'll be char- uh, if the murder, you know, if how that'll flush out with her. But once they go to trial, I, again, guessing we're all just guessing and, and, and discussing. But I think the fourteen-year-old uh, will will ultimately be okay. But to you guys' point, should he be in jail right now? Uh, I, I would say, you know, probably not. Is what most people think. Just let him go to court and see what happens. All right. Mm. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up now. We got rumors on the way. Of course, BET Awards was last night. If you didn't see it, well, we got some updates and some performances and some things that went down last night. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast yeah. Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk BET Awards. Rumor has it, rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I am gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On The Breakfast Club. Now, last night was the BET Awards show. Uh, honored Busta Rhymes and, of course, 50 years of hip-hop. There was a lot going on. There was no actual host because of the writing strike. So, yeah, the, like the, the, original host, uh, the, the host. original host pulled out. Yeah, Taraji P. Henson. I don't. I don't was it Taraji? It was Taraji, right? I don't know if it was Taraji. Yeah, it was Taraji. But yeah. my thing is, if you knew it was going to be 50 years of hip-hop, why would you have uh, a, somebody from Hollywood hosting anyway? If it was 50 years of hip-hop and you plan to celebrate 50 years of hip-hop, you should have had somebody from the hip-hop world hosting. Yeah. Well, they had Kid Capri hosting. Uh, it wasn't a formal host, but Kid Capri actually held down everything. Uh, he, pre- he pretty much curated the whole show. From mm-hmm. He had the West Coast, the South, he had the East Coast. He had every different genres of music. He had the dance phase. He had the crunk phase. He had the West Coast phase. And he did a good job doing it. They also honored Busta Rhymes. And uh, Busta Rhymes, you know, probably one of the greatest hip-hop performers that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a chance to speak when he got his award, his Lifetime Achievement Award. One thing that I need y'all to know, we're going to stop these little petty beefs that we be doing in rap. This Y'all messing up, y'all messing up the bag, y'all messing up the energy. I don't like when I talk to these dudes that run these streaming platforms and they talking about, you know, we turning the consumer off because there's so much little this and little that going on with you rappers. We're going to stop that. We're going to love each other and we're going to get to this money. You know, executives, stop promoting everything that can be great in the music too. It ain't just got to be about the ass shaking and how much drugs we sold and how much dudes we tied up how much drugs we doing you know what I'm saying I'm from the Chuck D era and the Kane era but I'm a timeless great I rock with all of my new artists my everything about me is leading the new that's why my group is called leaders of the new travel the clues bomb for Buster Rhymes he's absolutely right on everything that he said and you know that's where you gotta salute BET because uh, a lifetime achievement awards like that for a great artist like Bustin' Rhymes could only happen on a platform like a BET.
You know what Absolutely. I mean? Because BET is culture and it's historically been culture and they understand the importance of somebody like a Buster Rhymes and the significance of somebody like a Buster Rhymes. I can't see no other award show doing that for Buster Bus, even though it's long overdue for him to get his flowers in that way. I agree. Yeah, well, Buster did speak for about 10 minutes and then he performed for 20 minutes uh, doing a medley of all of his hits. And this is one of them when he performed uh, Anti Up with M.O.P. and Remy Ma. M.O.P. looked mad healthy. Drop on the clues bombs for M.O.P. As when you get older, young bucks, that's what y'all gonna be looking for. You're gonna be looking for who looks healthy and who don't. Like who got the red in their eyeballs, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? <laughs> who who look like they got their gut health in check. MOP look like they got all their gut health in check and everything. Salute to MOP. Absolutely. Now he also performed Put Your Hands With My Eyes Can See that classic. Oh, I love that. Cause didn't uh Coyle Ray come on after that? Yeah, Coyle Ray came yes. out and did uh, uh, Girls or Players too. That's right. I love the way they was bridging the gap between the uh, the OGs and the new the new the new and the new artists. I loved it. Absolutely. He also brought out Scarlet, which is a new New York artist. And Buster had all of his kids, but one. Scarlet definitely me. was scaring all the hoes. She was scaring all the bros too. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> okay, I love her energy. Love her yes. energy. Yes, and, and Buster had all his kids. They introduced me to all his kids. I seen him on the red carpet, got a chance to talk to Buster. He came with Swiss, Marlon Wayans, and it was just a dope, dope tribute to Buster Rhymes. So salute to Buster Rhymes. Now, also, uh, something that I thought was amazing was the Migos performed together. Quavo oh, man, loved it. And Offset got together after, loved it. you know, publicly beefing, but they did it last night for takeoff, and it was just, it was dope. We got a snippet of that. You know, so we ain't really never had no old money. You ready, sit? Got a whole lot of new money though. One. <laughs> One, two, three, let's go. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know if it's because you know I'm a cancer and my born day is uh on June 29th, but I got in my feelings when I saw that. I got in my feelings when I saw Buster Buster Tear up, and I got in my feelings when I saw offsetting Quavo on stage. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, my brother. That made me so happy, I ain't gonna lie. And they kept that under wraps. Uh the fact that they came out and performed was just totally dope. The crowd went crazy. I think everybody went crazy. So that I, I, was pretty I, dope. Lo I love seeing it, man. All right, now Uncle Luke also performed oh, last Oh, I night. just brought tears to my eyes, too, because I was like, man, this was such a great era that we can never go back to because of this goddamn cancel culture. That's right, and Uncle Luke performed. Oh, Lord. Say a snippet of it. Hey, drop on the clues bomb for hey. Uncle Luke. Hey. Uncle Luke going to get his just do, goddamn it. Yes, we, Uncle is. Luke going to get his documentaries, and Uncle Luke going to get his biopics, and they going to be raw, and they going to be edgy because that's what Uncle Luke and 2 Live Crew was, and we don't want y'all coming out here trying to cancel Uncle Luke for nothing. Mind your little young-ass business, okay? And let now, those right. of us from the 1900s live our lives. Now, also, All right? uh, Patti LaBelle, she did a tribute to Tina Turner, uh, and she got she forgot some of the words. They should have had Patti uh, in the Uncle Luke tribute. First of all, y'all gonna stop disrespecting Patti LaBelle. Patti LaBelle didn't say she forgot the words. She said she couldn't see the words. She couldn't right? see it. She She's 79 years old. She ain't had her glasses right. on. All right. right? Somebody should have pulled the prompter a little closer. That's BET's fault. <laughs> that ain't Patti right. LaBelle's fault. That's BET's fault. All right? And, and she's forgotten her own lyrics on stage. Patti LaBelle don't forgot the national anthem before. That's okay? True. She's a 79-year-old woman. I Put agree. the goddamn prompter closer so <laughs> Patti can see. What's wrong with y'all, BT? All right? All right. All right. And that was your rumor report. And when we come back, well, of course, we got front page news next. But let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. What were your thoughts on the BET Awards last night? Did you see it? What did you think? Let's talk about it when we come back. We got front page news next, and we're going to take your calls. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Did you hear? There's a new streaming service called Max. With everything on HBO Max, including HBO, the DC Universe, Discovery, and more. Max really has some of the best content. There's literally something for everyone in your household. Max, the one to watch. Subscription required. Visit Max.com. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now let's get in some front page news. Tezman Figaro is back. What up, Tez? What's going on, DJ Envy? Charlemagne the God. Peace, Tez. Mm-hmm. Now let's get right into it. Let's talk about this man accused of cutting limbs off puppies. What the hell? Yeah, this is <laughs> this is wild. Uh, 44-year-old Justin Belton is charged with four counts of animal cruelty for mutilating live puppies in Baytown, Texas. Now, he was supposed to appear in court last week, but he didn't because, according to prosecutors, the court couldn't find him a defense attorney willing to take on the case after reading the allegations that were so egregious. Now, after abusing the puppies, he went to the dog, uh, went to the animal hospital. He kept changing the story over and over, so they arrested him at the animal hospital. Um, I did some additional research on this just to share some facts as I started digging into it and what I found out is uh, the animal cruelty makes up about 28% of all violent crimes uh, and dogs are the most abused. Top five states with animal cruelty is Texas, Delaware, Colorado, Virginia, and Tennessee. Uh, So I thought this was just a really interesting story how, you know, no defense attorney was willing to take the case, but yet you can find, you know, defense attorneys that eagerly take cases about human life. So I wanted to, you know, see, I have a dog, by the way, so I just wanted to see, you know, what you guys think about, you know, the value of uh, a dog's life versus human life and, you know, what what is it about you know animals that people say you know what I don't even want to be a part of this at all but would take you know a murderer who murdered a child or you know did something really really bad to a human being what are your thoughts on oh, that? Oh there's somebody from Peter right now got their hand in the air dying to answer this question <laughs> but, I mean is, is it the same notion animal life be, be I mean sometimes it seems like animal life is valued more than human life but is it the same should it be looked at the same? I don't know. I'm scared to answer because Peter may, <laughs> Peter may come get me. You know, I I don't know. I, I just thought, I just think it's interesting. You know, uh, defense attorneys are quick. You know, to uh, you know, again, if we look at any case at any time, you really don't struggle with finding uh, defense attorneys. So that that's what I wanted to ask you. Should I should guess, they DJ Envy? Let's put it on I you. Guess, guess, should I animals so. be valued yeah, I, more? I, I, I think so. I think you're a sick individual if you kill an animal for no reason. If you're just going out here and snapping dogs and cats' neck, yes, it should be the same. I have a I have a dog, uh, and I do know in Jersey they take those laws seriously when it comes to animals, and they will lock you up in a minute, even if you don't uh, contain your animal well enough. So yes, when mm-hmm. it comes to people killing animals for no reason, now if it's self defense, then we can have a conversation. But if you just cutting off dogs' limbs and Snapping animals' necks for no apparent reason? You're a sick individual. What, 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 what if it's for food? Because my question is, what's the difference between dogs and other animals? For example, the chickens, the turkeys, the cows. Is it is it okay to kill animals that we eat? Because they get mutilated, too. I used to have to chase chickens with my grandma and catch them chickens and grab them by the neck and then throw them around our head like Petey Pablo whipping his T-shirt. You know what I mean? So what's the difference? Is it just based off the animals we eat? Is it okay to kill them and mutilate yeah, them? I mean- I really think if it's for food source to, to live, yeah, I think that's different. But if you're just killing it for recreation, but see, but then that's a problem too, because sometimes people go out and they shoot bears and they shoot deers for recreation. Mm-hmm. What so, if I like yeah. eating? What if I like I eating puppy? What? <laughs> I'm serious. I, I, I don't even know if there's a law against that. If I go to the, the pet store and I buy me a puppy because I like eating puppy, and I bring that puppy home <laughs> and I kill that puppy and I mutilate that puppy and I stir fry it and I eat it, is that against the law? <laughs> 
Yeah, just okay. the sick individual. I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, so I, you're not okay. So listen, Peter, 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 and people that don't eat meat will say you're a sick individual because you do that to other animals. So what's the difference between the puppies and the chickens and the turkeys and the cows? And like, what's the difference? Because you don't. Have there is no difference according to Peter. That's all I'm asking. But you don't have you don't have a deer as a pet. Says who? But the, a crocodile but, as a pet. But man, but I'm, I'm, the deer ain't bothering nobody. The crocodile ain't bothering nobody. If I go out in the backyard and shoot a deer and then bring it in the house and bake it, you know what I mean. Nobody got a problem with that. But if I do this, what if I do that to a stray dog? No, nobody eats puppy. I, I, none of y'all are still explaining to me what's the difference. But first, they do say people eat puppy though, just yes. as a point of clarity. There are yeah, dogs so the delicacy are, in some places. Yeah, it is. It's a delicacy in some places. Jesus Christ, I don't know the answer <laughs> to this. I really you said what? I don't know the answer to this. Then. I don't That's know. my point. I just want to know what's the difference. And yes, the dog meat trade is most widespread in China, South Korea, the Philippines, <laughs> Thailand, Vietnam, right. Cambodia. They say it's well organized with high numbers of dogs being stolen and taken from the streets, transported over long distances and, and brutally and brutally slaughtered. That's right. So, yes, in some places, dog is a delicacy. That's oh, well, on oh, to the next. Hey, they, they say dog meat is also consumed for ritual and cultural purposes in approximately 20 African countries. So Africans eat a little bit of puppy too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going like, like so you, you know, you, we can't say that. Like, I just don't know what the difference is between, you know, dogs and other animals. I don't, I don't, I just, I would just like to know what people think is the difference. Well, I don't you heard them, guys. Tap in if you, uh, <laughs> if you believe that there should be no difference and defense attorneys draw the line, you know, again, Somebody can be murdered and they're willing to jump up and take that case, you know, but then that the line is drawn when it comes to animals. That's what really brought my attention to this story. That's right. Jesus. Shall we All move right. on? Yes. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> low test scores now. Let's talk U.S. education a little bit. Talk to us now. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, make sure that people were aware of this. That According to test scores released from the National Assessment of Educational Progress, which is the gold standard federal exam, the math and reading performance of 13-year-olds in the United States has hit the lowest level in decades. Uh, the last time math performance was this low for 13-year-olds was in 1990. Uh, and in reading, the last time it was this low was in 2004. So just wanted to let you know our, our children are uh, suffering, according to uh, the new test results now is that due to the pandemic or is that due to more more kids using their tablets and phones for calculators and reading mm -hmm, yeah uh they did say that the, it did fall significantly lower uh, during 2019 and 2020 which was during the con uh, con coronavirus pandemic but the downward uh, downward trends have began uh, years before the health crisis so uh, they said this has been going lower and lower and lower you know over the last decade and just, again, additional research, I want to just point out uh, that educators say that there's too much focus on testing. Uh, they point out that the content of the exams in many cases have little overlap. Uh, on the material that's actually taught in the classroom. And then there's also other questions on uh, the students of color and how they perform on standardized testing. And, you know, there's research with that. So, uh, one, NBI, I agree with you. Uh, the the education system has obviously, we need a lot of help in that area. But then there's also the separate discussion on should testing be the measure to determine where, you know, where our children are. Mm. No, it shouldn't be. Because mm -hmm. all of us can have a bad day taking a test. Yep. That is facts, too. All right. Yep. Well, that is front page news. Thank you, Teslin Figaro. That's right. And make sure, make sure you subscribe to Teslin Figaro's podcast, the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. And follow Tez at Teslin Figaro on all social media platforms.
Mm-hmm. All right. Now, when we come back, let's talk the BET Awards. Did you watch them last night? What did you think? 800-585-1051. It was a lot to talk about. I of enjoyed it. tribute to the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, which was all through the show. Uh, something that I thought was amazing was uh, Offset and Quavo back on stage together performing. I thought that was amazing. Loved it. was it. the Busta Rhymes tribute. There was a lot going on. Let's talk about it. What did you think? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, last night was the BET Awards. Uh, I'm out here in LA. I was hosting the red carpet, the pre and the post show. There was a lot going on last night. If you watched the award show, uh, Kid Capri was pretty much the host. He curated the whole, uh, pretty much the music part of it. And, you know, he did a great job. He brought out the West Coast. He had Warren G and E40. He brought out the South. I seen Jeezy. I seen T.I. They even did a little dance thing with Unk Walk It Out, Laffy Taffy. They swag sir. And I just want y'all to know, uh, as a proud sovereign man, all the South music has aged better than a lot of the other music from other regions. I just want to throw that out there. Um, ja Rule performed for New York. Uh, shout to Styles P. He performed. Salute, Fabulous performed. Salute to Ja Rule. Ja Rule's music has aged very well. Mm-hmm. Okay? A lot of the music uh, from, from New York doesn't age well, but Ja's music aged very well. Ja's, ja sounded great. And you um, know why? Why? <laughs> because so much of the music from New York is so goddamn violent. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's so freaking aggressive. And I'm too old for that now. My back hurt. Yeah. Um, you got to salute uh, Quavo and Offset that performed uh, together the first time after publicly feud and they got back together and did it for takeoff. Loved night, it. Which was beautiful. Loved it. Um, also, Coco Jones killed it. She performed. Um, who else did I, I, I see? Uh, Buster Rhymes tribute. He brought out uh, Coyla Ray. He brought out Bia. He brought out MOP. And he also brought out Remy Ma. He had an amazing show last night. The only thing I wish the BET Awards would have done was just have made it all about the 50 years of hip hop, which they did. But they should have had pretty no- much was. They should have had nothing but hip hop artists. It should have been somebody uh, from hip hop culture who was the host, like you know. Even though Buster was getting presented with a Lifetime Achievement Award, he could have hosted as well. You know what I mean? I, that's the only mm-hmm. thing I wish they would have done because, you know, uh, hip-hop has been so dominant of a, as a genre all of these years. And this year has definitely been the era of, uh, of, of, of women in hip-hop. So I just think that the whole thing should have been about 50 years of hip-hop. I mean, literally the whole show from top to bottom. That's what it should have been. Well, maybe they'll do that for the hip-hop mm-hmm. awards. Maybe, maybe that's what they'll do for that one. But I thought the show the show was great, and we want to take your calls. 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Hi, everyone. Good morning, Breakfast Club. This is Lauren. Peace, Lauren. Hey, Lauren, what did, what did you think about the BET Awards last night? I thought it was good. Um, I've seen it all the way through. It had its good moments and bad moments. But the major moments that I liked was Buster Rhymes' speech when he mm-hmm. said, Stop Petty Beast in... Um, the music industry, but I also believe it can be broadened into the black community in general. If we all work together, we can all create great things. Oh, and okay. I also believe everyone has different opinions, but we should always respect people's opinions, even if it's different from us. We need to work together as a black community. 
And if we learn that, we can achieve so much. It's wow. always petty beasts in our community, and I just don't like seeing my community fail in any way. Oh, I agree. And we don't got to like each other, but we don't have to hurt each other either. You know what I mean? Just stay out, just stay out of each other's way. That's right. Hello, who's this? Um, this is D. How you doing today? Hey, Peace, D. Good morning. What did you think of the BET Awards? I thought of the BET Awards when the first came on. It took me back to my high school days. So mm. I was happy with that. And also, I was so happy with Buster Ron for getting his award, too, because Buster was always there at the awards. And I mean, he was there from the beginning. And I want to give a big shout out to the DJ last night, Kid Capri. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that BET award. So big yeah, shout out to Kid Capri. I spoke to Kid Capri after, and he had to curate that whole show. He had to make sure uh, every verse was there. So if you if you really listen, you know, it goes from intro, then it goes to Buster's verse, then it go, might go to Remy's verse. So he had to have all that ready and live. So he couldn't mess up one point. So salute to uh, Kid Capri for curating that whole thing. Hello, who's this? This is Al. Al, good morning. What you think of BET Awards last night, brother? Man, I thought it was a little ghetto, man. That's the beauty of it, though. <laughs> yeah, but man, we supposed to be doing more for the culture, man. You know, you got all these. It's, it's just changed up, man. It's a different scene now, man. It don't look too good for the culture no more. It looks like it's going downhill. Now, I will say I this: thought the, I thought the I thought the BET Awards was supposed to be like the more classy event, and the Hip Hop Awards is gonna be like the you know the street event, the hood event, or whatever. But it looks like it's all coming to the same thing now. I just think I, I do agree. There's certain things that I see people do at the BET Awards that I know they wouldn't do at no other award show. Like Lotto wouldn't take her shoes off and run on stage at the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't think I don't, I don't think I don't think and I, I don't think Tiana Taylor's mom saluted Nikki Lover. I don't think she would Facetime Tiana Taylor. You know, nobody the, even the, wears the, 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 no more. The, the accepting award at any other award show. You I know will, what I mean? I will say this. I, I was surprised being on that red carpet because, you know, I, I usually do the red carpets and BET Awards, usually everybody gets dressed. Like, they get they wear tuxedos. That's why if you look at, you know, I had a, I had a, a, a suit on. You know what I mean? I had, a, you know, shout to Boosie. Boosie had on shorts. A lot of people had on shorts and t-shirts. But isn't that the beauty BET of the BET Awards? Award, isn't the beauty of it that Mm-mm. even though it may look ghetto, we understand why Lotto was taking her heels off. She didn't want to walk up to that stage with them heels on. We know her feet hurt. We know why. No, we know was, why. We know why Tiana Mama. No, she took it off. I think she was. No, I think she was fixing her shoe when they got called, and she couldn't get it back on, so she just took it off to run off. And I oh. really think Tiana Taylor was a. I think that was a, a, a Google phone thing because I've seen a couple of you remember because if you really look, they said this portion of the show was brought to you by Google. Oh, phone, you think it was an ad? Yes, I think it was kind of one of those ads. Got she you, got you, got phone, you. So I think that was a, a ad. See, and that's that's good to know because people will be like, "Oh, that was that was that was ghetto of her to do on stage," and that was you know unprofessional. She, she should have just accepted the award and kept it moving, but it was, a, it, was it probably was an ad. It probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But usually the BET Awards, everybody you know suited and booted, and then the BET Hip Hop Awards, you know people wear whatever they want. That's usually how it goes. I guess but, to me, it's just like the BET Awards is just like a big family reunion, and we know yeah. us. Yeah. We know us. We understand us. You know, so it's like certain things I see. I'm like, okay, they wouldn't do that at no other award show. But isn't that kind of like the beauty of it? Yeah. Well, let's open up the phone lines. Talk to you some more. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Did you see the BET Awards last night? Let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. 
then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. On BET. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking to BET Awards last night. Did you see it? What did you think? There was a lot to talk about, man. I mean, of course, we mentioned Busta Rhymes already, but we had some of the greats, like Big Daddy Kane performed. Uh, D-Nice performed 
I'm trying to think who else was on that stage last night. There was so many. MC Light so performed. MC Light, Fat Joe, Ja Rule, uh, Franchise Boys, uh, Trillville. Trillville, the brothers that sing Swag Surfing. Like, the name. Where was Crime Mob doing? I didn't see Crime Mob with Nuck If You Buck. Diamond was there. She did Nuck If You Buck? I don't no, remember I hearing Nuck If You Buck on that stage. I think they did it on the pre-stage, on the pre-show. Actually, mm. I think she performed. Yeah, she performed. I did see Diamond there. But let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Mylon. Hey, Mama. What did you think of the BET Awards last night? I thought that, for one, I'm from Miami, so Uncle Luke's performance was A1 for me. Man, tell me And <laughs> Busta Rhymes, always a strong black leader in the hip-hop community and in community, to not listen to this man would be criminal. So... His speech was by far the most excellent thing I've heard in a long time. Salute the bus a bus. Yeah, thank you, mama. Uh, Ying Yang Twins performed too. I forgot about the Ying Yang Twins. I ain't see Ying Yang Twins when Ying Yang Twins came out. They performed way. I did not see the Ying Yang Twins. Yeah, they, they definitely performed. So. Did Bone Thugs and Harmony perform? I seen them on the red carpet. I'm not sure if they performed. I, I didn't see Bone Thugs either. All right. Hello, who's this? This is Isha. Hey, Isha, good morning. What do you think of the BET Awards last night? Um, Actually, it was crazy that y'all was talking about it because I really haven't even seen them in years. Like, I watched it when I was like 15. I'm 30 now. And I didn't think it was something that we still watch because, I mean, BET is like whitewashed now. So, it's not really entertaining. You know, we pretty much know who's going to get the award. Nobody really talented ever won. So, okay, I mean, I don't know it was a big thing. Okay, hater. Nah, it was, it was I'm not a hater. I love music. I love hip hop. No, but but you, I don't like the, you know, glitz and the mainstream thing that it is. It's changed so much. It's not fun no more. Well, that's what hip hop is now, baby. Hip hop is hip hop has been mainstream for about thirty years now. I mean mainstream, yes, but I mean like the whole vibe of hip hop changed. When I was growing up, hip hop was one thing. It made sense. The music made sense. The songs had meaning. No, it didn't. Even the rap songs. Yes, they did. We Even gotta, the rap, the one you wrote. I'll be forty-five on Thursday. I don't know why we keep telling that lie. Like it was, it, there was, de there was definitely some balance, but it's probably the same balance that it's exists the same now. Balance now, absolutely. Yes. Like, why do we lie like that? Why do we lie and act like we were so much better in the nineteen hundreds? Nah, no, we weren't. It was the same. We had Onyx. We had Mob Deep. We had. Nori, we had. By the way, last night, last Jeezy. night, last night proves that. Yes. Because when Trick Daddy and Trina come out and do that, that sounds just as raunchy, if not more, than anything that's out now. So what are we talking about? Uncle Luke came out there and did, put your hands up, how your ass down low, now put that to the flow. You know what I'm saying? He's screaming for oral sex. I mean, not not in the clean version, of course, but you know what I mean? Of course. Like, yeah. stop. Like, why do we act like we were so much better in the 1900s? Knock it off. No. We weren't. Let's go to another caller. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up? It's Omar. Omar, what up? We're talking to BET Awards last night. Did you see it? What you think? Man, it was dope, man. Hell, I I, I, I couldn't see it, man, but my knee's still aching, man, from all that dancing I did, especially once they brought Luke on there. Come man. on, it was man. Epic show. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I can't do it like you, Charlotte, man, but hell, I did it, man. But you know the reason I can still I do it? Is it the reason I can still do it is because I still practice. And I listen to uh, I listen to Luke on a constant basis. I love that era. I love the crunk era, and I love that that uh, that that booty that booty shake era. You know what I mean? I love that era. Yeah. Them my man when Six Nine Boys came out there to the left, 
to the left, to the right, to the right, to the front, to the front, to the back, to the back. That's why, baby, slide. Man, I was in the bedroom by myself, looking at the door at the same time to make sure none of my daughters and my wife came in there and saw my stupid ass getting it. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ. And my wife would know. Like if I, if my wife busted in the room and I jump back and lay on the couch, she'd be like, "You in here dancing to that damn Luke, huh?" <laughs> That's why your forehead sweating. Yo, let me. <laughs> yo, give me. I will give a real, real, real quick shout out to my daughter. It's her birthday. Ava, daddy, love you, princess. She's turning six. I'm here. Man, that's a beautiful thing. Happy birthday, birthday oh, to you. Got her, a, you got a young little yeah. cancer at the house. I got I got one of those too. Yeah. And thank everybody that heard my story and donated last week too, man. I appreciate that. I still, I send oh, love, respect. Oh, you the blind brother. You the blind brother. Man. Thank yes, you, brother. Yeah, everybody. I appreciate you, brother. Yep. Have yes, a good sir. one. Thank you, Ivy. I would love to meet you one day too, man. I'm a big Giants fan. I got my white team, Freddie, brother. You white. So you Dominican? Get me out there. You Dominican? Get me out now. I'm Puerto. I'm Puerto Rican and black. We do all of the merengue, the bachata, all that. Puerto Rican and Dominicans both love to wear white jeans with uh, blue New York Giants jersey. It was shut up. Hey, bye. I, Thank you, brother. And what's the moral of the story? If there's a moral, moral of the story, man. I think BET does a great job. You know, what I'm saying, of course, we can always, you know, pick apart, you know, things that we we didn't like. But I overall, we never forget how BET award shows make us feel. Absolutely. And I walked away feeling good. I felt yeah. great. I thought it was a beautiful thing to see the OGs and the new school come together. And never in the history of hip hop have we had that. The gap has never been bridged the way it is right now between the older generation and the new generation. And I think that, you know, we both can learn from each other. Because one thing I would love to see these new artists learn from the older artists is showmanship. I love seeing Coyla Ray come out there with her dances she and she's actually putting on a show. You know what I mean? Brooke killed it. She killed it too. I, I like. killed I, it. I, I, I love. I love those performances. I even like when Scarlett came out there and started wilding, even though she was yep. scaring everybody. You know what I mean? It still was like the <laughs> the energy was high. Like she was bouncing was. on the stage. Like that's right. Yeah, I like that. Like I like. I like the showmanship of it all. So that's what I would love the new artists to learn from the OG showmanship. Absolutely. All right. Now when we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to discuss uh, something else that people are talking about that happened at the BET Awards with JT and Little Uzi Vert. We'll get to that as well. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yes, indeed. You know what I got to salute? I got to salute uh, Jess Hilaris. I seen Gillette, uh, Jess Hilaris on the uh, red carpet as well. Salute to our she good sister, the- Jess Hilaris. Yeah, she was down there at the BET Awards. She was in the uh, <clears throat> media room, and then uh, she bum-rushed my my uh, red carpet and, and was hanging with me for a little bit. So shout to Jess Hilarious. Yeah, she was doing her uh, Carefully Reckless podcast live from the media room at the uh, BET Awards. You know, you can subscribe to the Carefully Reckless podcast hosted by Jess Hilarious on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Jess was getting it in. Jess was... Uh, Jess was raising hell all last week, wasn't she? All week. All week, yeah. She was up all last uh, week. raising hell. Mm-hmm. I think she's coming back, I think, the end of this week or next week. Jess is like, look, I'm coming back. I'm not, I don't need an invite. I'm pulling up. And I'm like, you are, you can pull up anytime you want, Jess. Well, yes, that is very true. We love seeing Jess. But you know, we got some other people that we're going to um, be rotating yes. o- o- over, over, for the, over the rest of the summer, right? Did you clear that with Jess? With Jess, <laughs> I mean, Jess gonna pull up regardless. You know what I'm saying? She gonna pull up whether she Jess. want to or not. You know, absolutely. How you feeling about it? How you feeling about still rotating the guest hosts? You over it yet? Yes. Me too, my brother. Yeah, I thought it was just me. I think it's time to you know to uh, figure uh, out what we gonna do. Figure out what do. we gonna do. I want some stability. You know what I'm yes, saying? I'm, I got, I'm, I'm ready for some stability. I don't. 
Uh, I like I like li- lighting my polysanto all the time, but I don't want to have to keep clearing our different energies. You know what That's I mean? Right. Right. I know. I know the energies that I'm dealing with. Right? Yeah. You have an idea yeah. who you wanted to be? Uh, duh. There's a couple of them, but uh, duh, one stands out. Duh. Really? I think so. Oh, I haven't thought about it yet. Really? No, I haven't. We need to have a conversation about that. I haven't Yo, thought about up, that yet. Man, we need to have a conversation. I haven't thought about that yet. And listen, salute to everybody who was in Charleston, South Carolina over the weekend, man. Uh, we officially uh, opened the International African American Museum. The grand opening uh, to the public is actually tomorrow. But over the weekend, we had... Um, you know, a lot of different celebratory events, you know, galas and, you know, I hosted an event um uh, at Marion Square in Charleston, South Carolina. So I t- I'm telling everybody, man, you need to go get your tickets to the International African-American Museum. I can't wait to do a whole bunch of field trips to the International African-American Museum. I can't wait to do a whole bunch of events at the International African-American Museum. We were supposed, we supposed to broadcast there. Remember, we said we were going to broadcast there at the Grand Open. It's opening tomorrow. We still will. Like, you know, oh, okay. yeah, it's, it's opening tomorrow. We, we definitely still will. You know, I, I feel like everybody, you know, if you if you shake your family tree from South Carolina going to fall out. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because if yeah. you know anything about Gatson's Wharf, I think the number is like 48 point something percent of all enslaved Africans came through uh, Gatson's Wharf. Okay. You know? So that's damn near half. So, yes. you know, at, 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 at some point in time, your family history might have probably started in, 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 in South Carolina. So especially Absolutely. right there in, in Charleston, my birthplace. So salute to everybody in the 843, man. Everybody I saw this weekend. We had an amazing time. Yeah, I told uh, told myself I want to broadcast from there. I also want to uh, broadcast from an HBCU or two during uh, school season this year. Just to, you know, well, a, a lot of students to come up and see I'm, what we do, learn, and, and maybe it's, it's a route that they want I'm to. I'm glad you, you know, said that. Because, you know, uh, we do the Thrill of Possibility Summit with the Black Effect. Mm-hmm. And we did it last year in uh, Nashville, salute to Nashville, white Atlanta. And, you know, we bought 50 HBCU students to Nashville and we had a weekend of programming and, you know, uh, different things like that. So you should be a part of that this year. We're yeah, doing it again well, this year. And I'm, I'm, I, I would like to do it in uh, I would like to do it at the International African-American Museum in Charleston. I got to cl- clear that with my boss, Dolly Bishop, though. Yeah. Yes. Well, remember last year I did, uh, we went, I went to a couple of HBCUs, but I would love to do... Uh, a couple of them Just pull up on the HBCU uh, You know Kick it with the students And let them see what we do Let's do it Come to South Carolina State University They'd love to have you We could do it Yeah Didn't somebody right. steal your car Or something down there What happened We'll talk about that later <laughs> <laughs> When we come you back come do that event for free We might get it back for you Maybe 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 get it back When we come back We got your rumor report We got to talk Jim Jones Versus Pusha T I didn't see this coming, but it's here. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jim Jones. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is The Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On The Breakfast Club. Well, Capo Jim Jones was uh, doing a press run a couple of months ago and people asked him about, you know, Hip Hop 50, who should be on the, the 50 best MCs list. And Jim Jones talked about Pusha T shouldn't be on the list. And even when he came on The Breakfast Club, he had this to say. Can you sing along the five Pusha T records right now? His records. Yes. 
Name I love Pusha. Nostalgia. Oh, you was a Pusha T fan. You know, you know. I didn't know he had fans like that. Can you name five Pusha T records? No, his records. See, but... No, can you no? But can you it, rap to five push? I'm, can I, I can't rap five. No, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that because I don't want to get it because they're like your gym way way well on them. Shout out to Pusha T. I love your soul, my dog. You dig? You're not in my top fifty. You might be in Charlemagne's top fifty and things like Pusha that. But top 50. you haven't done that much for me in my life. Like I didn't never want to beat like Pusha. I didn't. Never, I never had a Pusha moment in my life. Not only is Pusha top fifty, Pusha, I could, I think Pusha might be top twenty. Yeah, Pusha Pusha's up there. Um, I can't rap a, a, a full push a record top to bottom, but I can't rap a, a, a bunch of my favorite MCs top to bottom. Not at this records. point in my life. I, no, I, I probably, used to could back I in the days. I definitely do it with B.I.G. and Hove. Outside of that, I can't name five top to bottom five records. No. I'd be, be forgetting B.I.G. and Hove at this point. Like, you know, certain words, you know, once the song come on, I, I can do the cadence. You know? Well, Pusha, Pusha was uh, walking in the Louis Vuitton show, of course, curated by Pharrell. And while he was walking, this song was playing, and it people are saying he took shots at Jim Jones. I will close your heaven for the hell of it. Jesus Christ. He said you're chasing a feature that's out of your element, talking about the, the Drake feature, because that's the narrative, right? The narrative is that Jim is coming at Pusha because he wants to, a, a, a feature with Drake. Mm -hmm. That's at least the internet's narrative. Right now, well, Jim Jones responded and he did a full record rapping over the same beat. I don't even know how Jim got this beat because I don't even think the song is out. I don't think he was, he was rapping over the same beat. Yeah. Oh, I he said, Kanye gave you whips, but that's what you do to the slaves. Let me tell you something. I liked, I liked Jim's response, but here's the thing. I don't think that's enough. I think if you're going to shoot at Pusher, you just got to go ahead and drop the nuke. <laughs> like you can't, right. you can't, you can't just shoot. Like you just got to go ahead and drop the nuke now, because that's what Pusher gonna do. If if Pusher replies, and if if if, if we're if we're looking at the way Pusher has replied before, he's gonna reply. He's gonna hey, Pusher gonna drop a nuke off top. So I like what Jim did. I just don't know if if if, if that's enough. If you're gonna engage, you gotta like go go. You can't yeah, fire I any warning shots. And he went. I like what Jim did. Yeah, he went. But, he, as but he you gotta to. you gotta go for the head. I don't know yeah. if he went for the head. Not yet. But but, that, I, I but, think... but when you say not yet with Pusha, you can't say not yet with Pusha. You either aim for the head or don't do nothing. Yeah. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, and Pusha T was up here one time saying that he has about, uh, I guess he said he has an arsenal of records just ready to, to launch. Do we, have that? Case. do we have that audio? We have that clip where he talks about that arsenal uh, of records that he has ready yeah, to launch. I saw that circulating uh, on, on, on websites, on, on the blogs this weekend. People were po posting that clip. I believe Pusha. Pusha too And it disgusts um, me That everybody else Was reposting it But we don't have it For our own damn show But go ahead Continue yeah. Yeah. You know Everybody's in LA I, I don't even think Too many people up there Is, is anybody in the studio But you and Red uh, Eddie's here <laughs> You read Eddie Nick, Yeah but Nick I here. I just hope that That battle stays Within Lyrics Why wouldn't it Cause yeah. Jim Jones Is crazy <laughs> Put the truth Cause, cause, Cap, cause Capo Is crazy <laughs> <laughs> when he said, uh, when man, he said I got enough money on to send people man. to Paris That's just rap guess, man Don't put that right. on Jim man Jim. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think Jim is having fun I think it's for the sport I think uh, you know he, he he did the video He shot it you know in Harlem somewhere And he, he I think, think he's just having fun with the sport Hey let's not act like that. That's the other thing I don't like that narrative either I've been telling y'all for the longest Jim has been putting out some of the best music Or the best music coming from New York City for a while Like Jim gets busy I agree. You know, so I just think he's having fun with the sport. 
That's all. Yeah, but every once in a while, I think Jim is 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 a is a a, 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 a drink away from going back to old Jim. So let's just let's keep it. God away. damn! Why you make it seem like he be drinking like that? No, I'm not saying he's drinking at like yeah. at, at all. Jim is very healthy, but I don't want him to get back to old Jim. That's what I'm saying. All I know is I just can't wait to see what happens next. Okay. But I like what Jim did. I just don't know if it was enough, and I don't know if that's the. I don't know if you want the 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 tap pusher. I don't think pushing somebody you tap pushes somebody you just drop. You got to drop the bomb on him and you know see what happens. All right, because that's and what lastly, push gonna do. Yeah. And lastly, we got to talk JT and little Uzi Vert. It seems like they got into an argument. At you the should probably say that for the next next one. Well, we're gonna be talking about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna uh, open up the phone lines and, and discuss that. Uh, 800-585-1051 We're going to be talking about arguments you got into in public So we'll get to that next But we got Donkey today coming up What we talking about? Man, four after the hour We need uh, Ocean Gate Expeditions You know who Ocean Gate Expeditions is by now, of right? We need, of them, them come to, we need them to come to the front of the congregation We'd like to have a word with them Alright, we'll get into that next Don't move, it's The Breakfast Club Good morning Damn, the he hard, dude It's time for Donkey of the Day I'm ain't trying to be donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I I'm not making these people do these things. Called donkey of the day, and it really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the donkey of the day today? Well, Jess Hilarious, uh, donkey of the day for Monday, June 26th. Salute to all the cancers out there. Drop on the clues bombs for all the cancers. My born day is in three days, man, but uh, yes, donkey of the day is going to Ocean Gate Expeditions. You know who Ocean Gate Expeditions are. By now, right? They are the company behind the Titanic expedition. You know the expedition where you can get in the submersible and go down and see the wreckage of the Titanic. Which, by the way, I don't care how much money I got. I don't need those kind of thrills. Okay, I'm good. I can see the wreckage of the Titanic on Google Earth. All right? I'm also not the kind of person that wants to stop and watch car wrecks. All right? You know how you see an accident on the side of the road and everybody stops and watches they driving by? That's not me. Okay, I'm lying. We all stopped to watch car accidents, okay? But the difference is they are free viewing and I'm passing by it because of a matter of circumstance, not paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get in a submersible and dive to the bottom of the ocean to see it. Now, we should all know by now that the five tourists uh, all died in the Titan bound for the Titanic wreckage site. Rest in peace to those individuals. But do you know, while this search and rescue mission was happening, Ocean Gate Expeditions listed a job posting for a submersible pilot on its website. I said, as this search and rescue mission was happening, Ocean Gate Expeditions listed a job posting for a submersible pilot on its website. You can't make this kind of stuff up. They posted an ad that said, in search of a submersible pilot marine technician who can help manage and operate our fleet of manned submersibles and support vessels. We are looking for committed and competent individuals with a combination of strong mechanical and interpersonal skills who can work on sensitive marine equipment, perform regular maintenance, and operate complex systems to support dive operations. Um, Ocean Gate Expeditions, you forgot one very important requirement for this job. Somewhere in between looking for committed and competent individuals and strong mechanical interpersonal skills, you got to slip in, must be willing to die. 
All right. See, a lot of folks complain about being worked to death. Ocean Gate Expeditions wants you to actually work to die. And the irony is this is the perfect example of why we should never work ourselves to death at our jobs because they will replace you before they can close your casket. In this case, they already assumed these folks was dead. They knew they hadn't even been found yet. And they already had ads ready to go for the job. They posted a job listing for a job that is about to be vacant because someone is about to lose their life. Insensitive is an understatement. That's like sitting at your partner's deathbed while, and, and, and planning a date on Tinder at the same time. Okay, and I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, nor am I the strongest Avenger. But after what happened, I highly doubt that anybody is going to be jumping at this job opportunity. The idea of working at Ocean Gate Expeditions being a pilot on this submersible, that's dead in the water. Okay, literally and figuratively. Those five bodies, those five souls that are no longer with us should be enough to shut the whole program down. It's over. Not only will nobody want to work there, okay, there should be nothing to work at. All right, who is going to continue to go on these expeditions after this? Let me tell you something, man. If you this rich to where you are still willing to take this chance, then those rich folks know something about the afterlife or reincarnation that we don't know because ain't no way. Okay, what type of pay, what type of benefits would make me want to be a submersible pilot slash marine technician after what we just witnessed? And let's be honest, do you really think you have the experience? Do you really believe you have what it takes? What are the job requirements for this job right now? Number one, you probably got to be white because don't nobody take risk and thrill seek like white people. You have to be into white adventures. OK, white boying is a real thing. And y'all and yes, I'm generalizing y'all. The only people I can see still taking this kind of risk. So we've established the main job requirements. You got to be white. All right. So the next one would probably be you have to have three to five years work experience as Aquaman. OK, if you got some experiences, Namor, we'll take that, too, because being able to breathe underwater clearly is a requirement for this job. All right. And you must have amazing people skills. Well, not actually people skills, maybe fish and crabs. OK, because you got to have a great relationship with Nemo and Ariel and Sebastian, because that's who you're going to be down there talking to. OK, I'm just trying to figure out how did a survivor search turn into a job search? And do you know they put I'm not making this up. They put must have a valid driver's license oh, shut up. as one of the requirements. I am not making this up. This is all actual and factual. I just got back, okay? My brain ain't even working enough to make up stuff like this. They said you have to have a valid driver's license in order to have this job. I need a valid driver's license to ultimately implode in a submersible? Please let Remy Ma give Ocean Gate Expeditions the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. I'm also starting to realize that having a valid driver's license is just the default for everything in this country. What you mean? You got to have a valid driver's license for everything, even for things you don't need to have a driver's license for. What do I need a valid driver's license for to be a pilot of a submersible? Yeah, that's stupid. It makes no logical sense. Come on. That is stupid. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. BET, mm -hmm. we'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Peace, BET. Everybody else, let's open up the phone line. Decent job last night at the awards, too, BT. Just want to say that, but I saw not one Breakfast Club uh, promo or commercial during the, during the awards show. Just want to throw I, that out there I as well. I just figured they would have one. We're, I we're didn't the see one. Live show on Don't try to rush the credits now and turn us off to put on a Tyler Perry show either, BT. I know what y'all doing right now. Okay? Yes. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. So at the BET Awards last night, 
JT and little Uzi got into a, uh, it seems like they got into an argument. She allegedly threw her phone at him and she ran out of there and he chased her. They got into a public argument. So we're asking, what's the worst public flight uh, fight you got into with, with your partner? 800-585-1051. Again, what's the worst public fight you and your partner had? out and about now one of our producers said that they got into a fight outside of an ihop is that he got slapped in front of an ihop and that producer is also 400 pounds so drop one of clues bomb for his girlfriend she said enough 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 <laughs> no, already no no more fruity no more IHOP. it's over i'm not <laughs> mad at her for that 800-585-1051 we're talking the worst public fight let's discuss it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, this topic comes from JT and Little Uzi. They allegedly got into an argument where she threw uh, her phone at him, and then she ran out the awards, and he chased her. And we're asking... Uh, about public fights The worst public fight You got into With you and your spouse 800-585-1051 Charlamagne You and your wife Got into a public spat Never Me and my wife Have never ever Gotten into a public spat Not that I can remember Now mind you We've been together 25 years But that ain't even Our style That's definitely Not her style And that's definitely You know Not my style So yeah. Nah I've never been In no public spat yeah, me neither. Nah, me no. and my wife never got into it in the public. If 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 there is a problem or situation, we just hold it down until we get home. And then when we get home, we, we discuss and handle what we got to handle at home. But we never get into a public spat or, or, or in front of anybody, anything like that. We, we'll hold our composure until we get back to the crib and then we'll discuss what we need to discuss. Word. But like you said, we've been together so long. I don't know if there was something early on, early on. I don't remember. But I, I don't I, recall I don't that. But that's not. Either. Yeah, that's not even. That's not my demeanor. That's not her demeanor. You know, so <laughs> that's not even how we get down. Now, you know, I, I think that, you know, it either has to be an extreme circumstance for something like that to happen. Or are you dealing with, you know, uh, extreme personalities that, you know, wild out like that in public regardless? You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never I've never. That's never been us. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello. Who's this? Hi, it's Ramey. Hey, Ramey. Good morning. We're talking about a public spat between you and your spouse. You got one for us? Yeah. Got a couple, but um, I guess the worst one, like, it went too far. You don't you don't get somebody involved with your kids that don't have nothing to do with that. that was, so we got into an argument. We told to other females to take my kids and get in the car and drive up with them. I'm not like, I'm a mom. You don't play with my kids like that. That's fighting words right there. So, you know, we got into a little fight, and it's not really bad because we got a weapon. We didn't have fights before, so I can handle my own, but it's not fair when you got a weapon. I'm being sick. What kind of weapon did he pull on you? He pulled a, a gun. Jesus Christ. And Hopefully you left, you left after that point, or you called the police, and you got yes, out of here, right? I absolutely left. That was the last time. We dated anything. I went into hiding for a little while. He, he was trying to track me down, but Jesus. You know, I, I definitely left that situation alone. All right. Well, thank you, Mama, for sharing your story. Jesus. Hello. Who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name, bro? My name is Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. We're talking about uh, some public fights you got into, a public spat that you got into with your spouse. Talk to us. All right. So uh, this one time, me and my woman were going to the gas station. 
And then uh, we had some words back and forth over some petty. I don't know. I can't really recall what it was. But anyway, so we get to talk, tussle inside the car. You know, we swing at each other here and there. Then I get out the car like, I'm about to get some gas. You you acting crazy. So I go to the gas station, get mad, and come in the gas station. We start fighting in front of the clerk and the customers that's in the gas station. Yeah, uh, the clerk like, oh, y'all need to get out. I'm going to call the police. And uh, we ran, I ran out, and she picked me up down the street from the uh, gas station, and we started laughing about what happened in the gas station. Y'all, that, that's that toxic love that y'all find attractive, huh? <laughs> it was toxic at the time for it, but not, it ain't toxic no more. <laughs> that's, that's good. I'm glad y'all grew out of that. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? This is Darius from Detroit. Hey, what's up, bro? We're talking about you and your spouse getting into a public spot. Talk to us about it. What up, though? So, yeah, man, this was uh, about 10 years ago. Me and an ex-girlfriend, we arguing, and uh, God come around the block, say something to me. I know what he said. I'm in the you know, middle of arguing with her. He spins back around the block. Then I notice I'm in the same car again. He pulls up, <laughs> says something else. So now I had to pay attention to him. I'm like, what is he talking about? When I over area, I'm like, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm arguing with my, you know, my girl, but... Why is this your business? And all of a sudden, you know, I position myself because I, I, I'm like, I'm kind of out in the open. So I kind of position myself to where I'm not so open. And all of a sudden, I just see a flash of light. And as I realized he was shooting at me, I was shooting at him. It was it was, it was pretty crazy. So, yeah, you know, that's how, that's how I go down in Detroit over light-skinned girls, I guess. I, I don't know. Hey, but I envy, man. I just want to tell y'all, though, too, man. I love the show. No, 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 no. You ain't going to just go talk to envy after saying something like that. Shout away. Shout away, yo. Honestly, I can't believe I'm talking to y'all brothers, man. I love y'all brothers, man. We love you, too. Love for the culture. Absolutely. We love you, too. But you mean we're talking about public spats. We talking about JT throwing a phone at Uzi. You talking to us about gunshots and light-skinned girls. What's up, man?
my, my beautiful wife, love her. You know, we've been together. We've been together for eight years, married for one. I love that woman. And, I, I mean, I can't explain you how much I love that girl. <laughs> All right, Thank my brother. brother. Jesus. That All was right. the craziest story. What the hell did complexion <laughs> have to do with him getting shot at? I ain't never I heard that ever in my life. 800 You know how people get over light-skinned girls. Nigga, no. We're talking JT and Little Uzi Vert. JT uh, threw a, a phone at Little e Uzi uh, during the BET Awards. She ran out. Obviously, they got into an argument. So we're talking about a public spat between you and your spouse. Let's discuss. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about JT and Little Uzi. They uh, allegedly got into a little altercation at the BET Awards where she threw her phone at him. She ran out. He chased her out. They got into an argument. So we're asking, we're talking about a public argument, a public situation you got into it with your spouse, 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Troyana from Columbus, Ohio. Hey, good morning. We're talking about a public uh, spat that you got into it with your spouse. Good morning. Good morning, DJ Andy and Charlamagne. Peace, Queen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Blessed, black, and highly favored. Okay, well, the um, argument that I got into uh, publicly... I was in the car with my baby that I had picked him up from work, and uh, me and my cousin was talking, and he got mad about the conversation me and her was having. So he he threatened to throw my phone out the window when we got to the light to get onto the freeway. I'm like, forget this. I got out the car, I put the car in park, um, and grabbed my baby, and I threw his out the car, and I was like, I'm about, I'm about to just walk. And he was like, okay, well, you can get in the car back. And I just pulled off and left him on the side of the road. Wow. I'm going to tell you something, man. Y'all got problems. <laughs> all, this is crazy. All, all I'm hearing is violence. And lots of it. Let's go to another phone line. Hello, who's this? Marie. Hey, Marie. We're talking about a, a time where you and your spouse got into a public spat. So my worst public argument was when we was in the club and we got into an argument. So, of course, I asked for my keys back. And he threw them in the air. So, of course, they just flew everywhere on the floor. So now I'm on my hands and knees in the club searching for my damn keys. Hands on my knees, shaking hands with my mouth. Hands on my knees. Hands on my knees. Yeah. So that was my <laughs> crazy, crazy topic right there. But let's that one alone. Did you get all your keys that day? Except for my bottom key. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that okay. was okay. And my son just wants to say hello to y'all. He listens to y'all every day. He's seven years old. He's excited to say hello. Hi, Breakfast Club. What's up, hey. young king? How are Good you? Morning. How are you, brother? Good. What you doing? You on your way to camp? You on your way to camp? I'm fine. No, I'm going to my school. Are y'all still in school? Or you in summer school? No, I'm going to New York and tomorrow. Oh, 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 got you, got you, got you. Charlamagne okay. just tried to put your kid in summer school. You see what he tried to do there, mama? I know, right? He, he did good. He, he, he's going to the third grade. He's good. Charlamagne, don't do my boy like that. Well, I was projecting. I went to summer school like three, four years in a row, man. You know, from about seventh grade to about tenth grade, I was all summer school. Okay? Uh, Charlamagne, can I just say before anything, this is a topic I was talking about before with the D T and the Jen Jones and stuff. Uh-huh. Let's not... Let's not hype that up because, as Buster said, we don't want no petty beef and we know where to go when we mess with a dude like Jimmy. So let's just keep the copacetic. That's true. See, that's what I said, right? That's exactly what You're I right. said. Yeah, so, so Charlamagne, you can't say you don't you want everybody to love each other and you like, nah, Jimmy got to come harder. No, let's just play it out the way we play it out and keep it cool. You're right, but I, I was just looking at it from a rap perspective because I think that Jim Jones and Pusha T are both grown-ass men who know 
where not to take it. You know what I mean? Like I 100% think- that we also do got grown-ass men out here that still take it places. That's right. Bro, you're right. Jim said push his soul crack to his own brother. Okay, we just gonna, we just gonna let this one die down, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, let's just let it go. Let's just let it go. I don't. Maybe Jim exactly. got inside information. I don't Yo, know. Shut up, man. Shut <laughs> up. All right. Thank you, Mama. It's rap, what's, though. No, you're right. Yo, listen. No, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, you're right. That you're, it is rap, and rap historically has gotten so disrespectful that people do take it there. I just can't see them two brothers doing that at this stage in their life. But who knows? Yeah, okay. Who okay. knows? The, right. the moral of the story is, man, stop all this violence against each other. That's I all mean. I heard. We said spat. <laughs> right? Yeah, we ain't say nothing about Y'all talking about shootings. shootouts. You know what I mean? Like we said, spat. Jesus, our, our board I read. Red goes. I just want y'all to know, there's nothing but domestic violence on these calls, right? <laughs> the whole phone lines that are lit up. Every call is domestic violence. Like Jesus, damn. All right. We just meant like little arguments. Like you know, that's it. Spat. Look up yeah. the definition of spat, people. All right. Well, let's get into the rumors. Rumor has it. Rumor. Rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty uh, patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On the Breakfast Club. Now, Riri is stepping down as CEO of Savage Fenty amid her second pregnancy, and she appoints a new chief to expand the brand. Now, nearly five years after Rihanna launched her Savage Fenty lingerie brand she is stepping down as chief executive officer now she said it's been beautiful to see our vision for uh it's been beautiful to see our vision for savage and fenty impact the industry at such an incredible magnitude over the last five years she told vogue business and she's just stepping down i mean it makes sense right she's about to have another baby right yeah she's just stepping down from the position she still is, is the owner of, of fenty she still got her equity in the company so what's the problem nothing at all she probably don't want to do the day-to-day duties anymore which makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm to be honest with you, I'm shocked she was doing it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Now, also, Kodak Black, he faces an arrest after allegedly missing a drug test. According to a warrant issued last week, Kodak was required to submit a random drug and alcohol screening schedule for June 9th, and they said he did not show. So Broward County officials said Kodak violated the terms of his pretrial release because he failed to show up for the test. He's expected to appear in court today. Yeah, why are you playing with them people, man? You know what I'm saying? Like I like when you are under those people's supervision and under those people's watch and you got certain requirements that you have to, you know, fulfill, just do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like it's really that simple. Like I don't know why 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 he playing with those people like that, man. You know you know they can't wait to lock your black ass up. So why play that with them? That is factual. That is factual. And I just want to say uh the BET Awards, we spoke about the BET Awards, but we never spoke about the winners. So only six awards were given out on Sunday night on the telecast. Uh, Lotto accepted the best female hip-hop artist. Coco Jones accepted the best new artist in person. Tiana Taylor, her mother Nikki, accepted her daughter's award. Uh, and that was for Video Director of the Year. Now, the 15 non-televised awards, there were two. Her, uh, Beyonce and SZA tied for album of the year. Well, the reality is they, they, a lot of those awards that weren't televised, they probably weren't people that were in attendance. Yeah, that's you true. You know, because I saw I know Beyonce won a couple of awards during the televised broadcast and she wasn't there. She wasn't there, no. Nope. She's on tour, clearly, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, they, and they, Chris they, Brown. They can't even do a video at all. Y'all can't, they can't do a video accepting their award? Yeah, right. I thought that would be. Hey, damn. Even like or even like a FaceTime, like a telecast, like kind of like what Tiana Taylor did. Mm. Now, Chris Brown and Usher tied for best male R&B and pop artists as well. I don't even know how that works. I don't know how Because neither one of them had our music. 
There was no music. Usher and Chris ain't put out no music last year. Yes, they did. Usher had a, a number one R and B record, and I he think did? Chris Brown had a number one R and B record. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I don't remember either one of those older records. I can't remember the name of him. Usher's record is actually number one. I think maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, on the R and B charts. Usher. Yep. I don't remember that at all. I just know Usher was killing it at his residency. I don't remember Usher and Chris Brown putting out no music. I know Chris got an album coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, the best group was Drake and Twenty One Savage. They won that. A best collaboration was Future and Drake. Uh, what else? Uh, Kendrick Lamar bet won best male hip hop artist. No, everybody, you ain't named nobody that was there yet. Video of the year, <laughs> Kill Bill, Scissor. Yeah. Video director of the year, of course, was Tiana Taylor, and of course, best new artist was Coco Jones. Coco was there. Yeah, Coco was there. Damn, BET. Best international act was Burner Boy. He wasn't there. Burner Boy wasn't there. Hey, see, I don't like that though. I remember there was a time, man. The, all the big artists was at the BET Awards. They was they wouldn't miss it for the world, mm-hmm. you know. And I understand that you know some of them on tour and stuff like that. But man, we still got to show up for these celebrations of culture, because no matter how big you get, you know, like this is still the people that have been supporting you from day one and was giving you those platforms when you know the the Grammys and you know uh, the American Music Awards or whoever else wasn't, you know. So you got you, sh- you should I think you should still show up for BET Awards. Yeah, uh, sports woman of the year was Angel Reese. Angel wasn't there either. I didn't see Angel. I seen Florence but not Angel. Hey, uh, best actress was Angela Bassett. Best actor, Damson Idris. Best movie, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. All right, now I know why they only gave out six awards. Wasn't nobody there? <laughs> nobody was there. <laughs> wasn't nobody there? Nobody. Was Jesus there. Christ, man. All right. Well, that well, is they, they, they should be able to do AI. They should be allowed to do AI soon. Okay, if you can't get the real people there, they, they AI representative got to show up for them or something. Just make it up what they think they would say. People at home wouldn't know the difference. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. It don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey everybody, it's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. I want to uh, salute to BET. Uh, I'm actually out here in LA. Uh, I was uh, doing the uh, pre-show, the red carpet, and the post-show. So uh, salute to everybody at BET Shout to Rhonda Shout to Kim Osario Shout to Tiffany Shout to everybody Tasha to Tiff Will What up Tiff Will everybody over there You guys uh, really helped me down Make sure I was comfortable and okay And I just want to say salute to the staff And everybody that I got a chance to kick it to with, kick it with I mean from Master P To uh, Jess Hilarious To uh, Flange She spit on the uh, carpet I'm trying to think who else it was Why, so does, she, why does she spit on the carpet? That's disrespectful she spit, No she spit a verse Oh, well, say that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you made it sound like she just spit on the carpet. Like, why would she what? just spit on the carpet? You know what I meant. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey everybody, it's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time to get up out of here, Charlemagne. You got a positive note? I do, man. I want to tell y'all on this fine Monday, man. It's cancer season. Uh, my born day is in a few days. Actually, June 29th. I, it's my Trump year. I'll be 45. But listen. Just want to tell y'all in life, man, the real glow up isn't physical, even though I look amazing. Uh, it happens when you stop settling, people pleasing and compromising your boundaries. The real glow up is when you finally recognize that you're worthy. Breakfast Club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done? 
State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.